Welcome to 420 and 3Xs. It's the Smoke Show Podcast. I'm your host, Smokey, bringing you the realest conversations that we source live from you, our fans and listeners. This Smoke Show is a collaboration of hard work, our tough conversations, and global support. I direct the boat while you, the listeners, lift our sails and choose our final destination. We like to get real. We like to be vulnerable. We like to talk about real situations and relatable problems, interesting topics, and things that aren't often on the table for general conversation. I hope that you'll join us either live on our YouTube stream or later on on your favorite podcast platform when you have the chance. Get all our information at our website, smokylive.com. But while you're here, why don't you roll one up, kick up your feet, take a deep breath. We've created a safe space where you can come, relax, get cozy, and really be yourself. Find a space where you can open your mind, share your heart, and get ready to dive deep. It's my hope that these conversations we share will help each of us to create a better relationship and connection with ourselves and with each other. So let's get ready for the topic of the week. Let's go! Welcome back, guys. I hope you've had a great week. It's finally summer here, I feel like, so that's been a plus. <laughs> if you're listening later on, uh, just know this is happening right now. We're finally experiencing the first glimpse of warm spring, and we are in the first week of June. Today is June 1st, 2023. <laughs> Better late than never, right, guys? <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about the same old same not really the same old same topics that we talk about, but like literally the same old same. The title of tonight's topic and episode is Nothing Changes If Nothing Changes. So let's jump into this one and dissect it together. Let's go. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Am I right? <laughs> I've been having a lot of observations lately uh, of different situations on stream, off stream, in my own personal life, and a lot of conversations that we've been having. And the same recurring theme keeps presenting itself. And the same kind of, I don't know, this whole concept keeps looking at me square in the eyes. And this is yeah, nothing changes if nothing changes. So I'm on the same boat tonight. I am listening and learning. Chime in from the chat. It is live, guys, 9 p.m. Eastern, Thursday nights. We jump on, we chat. I'm on Tumblr tonight. You can join the conversation if you want to. So nothing changes if nothing changes. As adults, we form routines as a way to simplify our lives and reduce the amount of mental energy required on a day-to-day basis. By establishing habits, we can automate certain tasks and behaviors, and it makes us a little bit more efficient, I think. (laughs) In doing so, it frees up mental space, at least for me. And then we can use that extra space to focus on things that require more attention. Things like my children. Things like my job, things like creating my plan for the day. 
right? Cycles, patterns, routines can provide a sense of structure. They make it even feel like a little bit of stability. Um, the consistency, this may feel really comforting. And in most cases, it even reduces some stress, might even decrease some anxiety. If you have things set up, planned, ready to go, a system. The comfort of our routine can sometimes like cloud over and numb us to the discomfort of our reality. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but I've been doing this since I was you know, 16 years old, or I've been doing this since I was 21. I've been doing this my whole life this way. And because I've been doing this, this is the way that it should be done, correct? But then life is changing. Life changes around us and suddenly that system doesn't really serve us anymore like it used to. But we're so comfortable because it's what we know that even though we're miserable, we stick to our guns because that's the way we know it. We may eventually be clinging to a cycle over time that makes and keeps us miserable simply because it's the only thing we know. Are you in a system that has served you in the past that you're now trapped in? Nothing in this world is permanent. Everything has an expiration date. I dove into the handy dandy podcast notebook, the stream notebook, and turned over some of the conversations and pages that we had. And I sourced a lot of the information for this episode here. So this is really fun. I was really proud of some of the things that we had talked about looking back over the past year. It really was pretty emotional. I was really grateful for all the conversations that we have had because they've been very applicable to me. And I've learned a lot from you guys. So this was one of the ones we brainstormed together. The things in this world that are not permanent. Everything that has an expiration date. Now we got nitty gritty, but I summarized this into categories. Relationships and friendships. That could be romantic, that could be family, that could be friendships, that could be peers, neighbors, coworkers, etc. Pets. Our pets expire. They are not permanent. Life. Any form of life expires. It is not permanent. All organic and inorganic materials expire, shift, transpose, and change, essentially. So everything changes. Everything goes, grows, shifts. There's nothing on this rock that does not change, whether it's living, whether it's an element. Everything is constantly changing, okay? Earthkeeper, change is constant. Exactly. Perfect. Change is constant. That's the only thing, in fact. So people tend to get stuck in cycles because it's easier to stick with what's familiar. This is another one that I sourced from one of our chats. It's easier than taking a risk than trying something new. So some of the reasons we choose misery instead of change is because of, you guys said, familiarity and comfort. We stick to it because we're comfortable with it. That was the number one answer. Because of trauma bonds, right? Because of laziness or overwhelm, it's too hard to do. Out of fear, fear of loneliness, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. What will I do next? All of these were things that we came up with. Um, you may be too invested. You might, you might be too attached. You might have put your whole life into this. We don't want to change it now. We're too far in. I'm miserable, but I'm too far in. My dad was just in that situation. He just recently retired, like within the last month or so. And uh, 
he was just miserable. <laughs> he was just really miserable for these last few years. He's always hated his job. Um, he works for the government. He's just been awful. And they're really terrible to him. And it was just, and it, I would just be like, dad, just quit. Like if you hate it that much, quit. And he'd be like, I have way too much invested. Like I can't, I have to retire. I have my pension. I have every, like, I have to see this through. I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> With case in point, that is exactly what happens. There's too much invested. Um, it could be for financial reasons or res- resource concerns, um, like you have kids together and one vehicle, so you have to share that resource. Um, it could be because you are on a budget, a monthly budget or a budgeted income, and you can't change right now. Okay. There's tons. Earthkeeper says we become comfortable with our pain. Exactly. Because we numb ourselves. We numb ourselves with the the idea of routine. Tumble says when we die, our bodies become the grass and the antelope eat the grass. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life like the Lion King. (laughs) And yes, there we have it. That's the episode in a nutshell. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, but true. It is like that. It's constantly shifting, right? Like it's always changing. So for us to have some sort of routine, it can be very satisfying. It can be gratifying. It can feel comfortable or give the illusion of comfort despite our misery. All right? This is what we summarized. (laughs) We have a lot of unhealthy ways of dealing with it. You guys said some of your favorite unhealthy ways of dealing with this cycle feeling feeling of this monotony of the routine despite our misery, right? Substances, drinking and smoking, chewing tobacco, um, nicotine of any type, vapes was on there, Uh, sleeping and eating, either over or under with either one, oversleeping or undersleeping because of insomnia, overeating or starving yourself, Um, that's an unhealthy way. Sometimes for me, I'm not intentionally starving myself. My mind is just so stressed out and spread thin that I forget to eat. Oof. That's an unhealthy coping mechanism to stay busy instead of eating. Not good. (laughs) Not a good way to deal with it, right? (laughs) Um, sex or porn can be a good way to distract yourself, to numb your brain when you are miserable or uncomfortable. Let's find pleasure. Self-pleasure or beyond. Let's try it. And it can be a great distraction. Um, The internet in general, which I thought was great when we came up with that, like TikToks or Reels or if you listen to too many podcasts or you're, I don't know if that's possible, (laughs) or you're too involved in social networking or you're too self-obsessed with your own accounts or whatever it may be. You might just be on there playing games too much when you should be sitting there at the dinner table with your children. You know, that can be an unhealthy coping mechanism. And we all fall into the, the, the bored scroll, like the scroll and the swipe and the, ugh, and just get stuck in it. It's like, it's like a trance. It's terrible. Anything can become a vice if it gives relief from your day-to-day mindset. I love that perspective, Tumble. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, dealing with it by not dealing with it. So this seems to be a common thing. When we find this situation that we are in, now I say we because I am currently also in this situation as previously stated. I've been dealing with the same thing. But when we realize we're in this situation and then decide to ignore it, there could be an issue there. When we decide to cover it up, it could be an issue there. Um, It's one of these things that starts to kind of fester, right? This mundane routine, this misery, it you can become numb to it, but it's going to start to seep 
out of every pore. This is that that psychic sledge. Even though you don't, you don't say it, you don't speak it, you're miserable on the inside, people pick up on that. It starts to make you smell different. I swear to God it does. It gives people stinkier breath to me. <laughs> it could just be me. I don't know. <laughs> But the, it does. It can make you do different things. You can have more anxiety. You can have heightened stress. Um, you can have more depression. All different types of things when you're just stuffing it. And this is what we were just talking about before the stream. And it was a great example of somebody was saying that when they are going through a ton of emotions, they don't process it because they don't want to burden anyone else. And I feel like that's a very popular feeling. I don't think that that is something that is strange or isolating. I think many people can relate to that. Um, so they kind of gave this image or this visual of stuffing it into a coffee can and burying it deep into the earth. And I was like, whoa, no, hold up. Like, that's just like planting a splinter. Like everything you just buried doesn't belong there. So it's going to start affecting everything, the earth, the ground, the water, the plants above it, just because you didn't want to deal with it. Right. Like that doesn't make much sense. So th it's that kind of a concept, um, dealing with it by not dealing with it oh, well, this is how it always goes. No one needs to deal with my problems but myself. Light another bowl. It is what it is. It's not going to change. This type of attitude, this type of energy, okay? Or pretending it's not a problem. No, really, it's been like this my whole life. It's been like this my whole life. This is always what's happened. This is always how I've dealt with it. It's not a problem. I'm really fine. And the outside world is looking at you like, Dude, you are not fine. Like, this is not cool. Like, that is not normal. It might be normal for you, but this is not normal. <laughs> Pretending it's not a problem. There are red flags that we all have, triggers that we all experience. You can deny it if you want. Yeah, denial, exactly. But it's still there, right? So that's me. I have, like, a, a detachment issue sometimes. When I feel like I'm really going through it, I feel detached from it. I just rise above everything and try to look at a strategy. <laughs> um, I just try to plan to strategize as things are unfolding, right? <laughs> but we have to recognize when these things are a problem. I used to be a huge emotion bottler, and it always finds its way back to the surface, no matter how deep you think you buried it. I agree with that. If it doesn't come out of your mouth and your words, it's going to come out of your energy, your feeling. It's going to come out in your own bitterness, um, in the way that you handle things. You're going to not let it go because it's there. You're always going to think about it, you know. I've heard it in a, a proverb or a saying that bitterness is like serving poison to your enemy but drinking it yourself because they don't they're not even at the table like you're serving it to them but you're drinking this poison you're the only one suffering right like the plan you have to help yourself like the plane you have to help yourself before helping others yes because we're a limited supply right <laughs> totally agree we react and act in ways that we may not notice, but those around us do, which is kind of what Earth was saying earlier. You can't see it if you're in the same sphere. You need an outside perspective, which I really love that. So if you say nothing, if you do nothing, right, Joe, nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So here we are <laughs> in our little situation here. We can't solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Albert Einstein said that. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Albert Einstein. 
Putting off or refusing to change can severely impact your mental and physical health. And it can be a precursor to illness. Some examples of how mental health can be affect Some examples of how mental health can be affected include this is one of my new favorite terms. We've talked about this before. If you haven't heard about it, drumroll please. Languishing. Languishing. This is a new hot term in psychology. It's been used and thrown around a little bit more in society. All right. A state of emotional emptiness or stagnation characterized by a lack of motivation, focus, or enthusiasm. It can be a result of chronic stress, burnout, or other mental health issues. Basically, it's the feeling of being stuck in a rut. It's the meh feeling. Potato. (laughs) Languishing is not the same as depression or anxiety. I want to make that very clear. Um, But it can be a precursor to both of those conditions and more if left unattended. So when you get that feeling of just blah, languishing, L-A-N-G-U-I-S-H-I-N-G. I believe it was like a 17th, maybe an 18th century word. Basically, you languish your weight. That's basically like the swoon, you know, like the, huh. <laughs> the hand on the forehead looking wistfully up, you know. It can really look and feel sometimes like depression. It's like a borderline here. All right. So if you can get the idea, it's not woe is me. No, it is not feeling sorry for yourself. Languishing is you have nothing, you have nothing going. You have no goals, you have no anchor points. You're literally just in this place of suspension. Like you're just hanging there and it gets boring. Like people languish in jail. You know, you can languish in detention. You can languish in your cubicle. Does this make sense? I wouldn't say it's hopeless. I would say it's closer to numb. You're starting to feel it. A lack of inspiration. Yeah, you're just like, meh. The feeling of potato. (laughs) Meh. I'm not really, you know, I'm experiencing the emotions. I can feel happy. I can feel sad. But really, I don't even want to get out of bed. It characterizes that way. I don't really want to even bother. I'm not going to go out with friends. I don't want to at all. None of this makes sense. Please, can we be done with this? It's all of that. Blah, blah, blah. Disillusioned? Um, I don't know if it's disillusioned. Usually these people have valid reasons for languishing. Stuff could really be difficult at the time period. There could be stuff that they're actually going through. So it's more of um, I want to say like it's more of like a state of being, not a frame of mind, if that makes sense. It feels, it can feel like being lethargic. It's just a lack of motivation, of inspiration, of whatever. It's just melancholy. Meh. Okay, a minor case of depression. No, I would say it's just like a precursor. It's when you start to not care. It's when you just start to stop caring. All right? So if you don't pay attention to this, when yourself is saying, hey, you're not happy, you're languishing, and you say, "Uh, nobody wants to hear about this. I'm fine. This isn't a problem. I'm going to bury it. We'll be fine. And then something terrible happens or something not so terrible happens and all of a sudden you're in a state of depression. Or you stay languishing for a while. Maybe you pull yourself out of it. 
Maybe it brings you a ton of anxiety because you've been in this place of no decision, of no direction, whether the universe has put you there or you've put yourself there. It's this feeling of floating around. You're Alice falling down the rabbit hole, languishing, like, okay, this can be over at any time now. That would be the next level after languishing depression. I, th- I think it would be the easiest thing to slide into there. Um, according to the World Health Organization, more than 264 million people, 264 million people worldwide suffer from depression. In the United States alone, it's estimated that 17.3 million, that's just over 7% of the adult population, have experienced at least one major depressive episode in their lifetime. I think those numbers are low, and they're astronomically high. I think that they're low. I think more than 7% of the adult population has experienced depression. I think not many people are admitting it. I think not enough people are talking about it. And I think our generation is really starting to shed light a little bit more on the importance of mental health. So high five to us, even though they call us slackers. (laughs) I think it's important. We're not talking about it enough. Those numbers are incredibly low. When I looked that up, I was actually blown away. 7%. Um, what? That means out of 100 people that I meet, only seven have ever dealt with depression. I think every single person that I've ever met has dealt with depression. So I want to put that out there. It is not something that's exclusive. These numbers and the research that we are doing is very limited. It's growing, but it's limited. It's based on participation and it's based on honesty. It also is based on shifting parameters of what categorizes or what symptoms are or what makes it actually this. So the stats aren't always correct. I think we all deal with depression. I think it's a season that we get through sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but I don't think that it's a death sentence. Some of us deal with it more than others, but it's a real thing. Depression is actually more common in women, though, than in men, they say. Again, this stat, I think, is flawed. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think men are less likely to share that they've been depressed. What do you guys think? In the chat, what do we think here? Depression could be a fleeting thing or long-term. Absolutely, I agree with that. It is no doubt that the majority of the populace suffers at some point or other with depression. I agree, Earthkeeper. I'm saying that. It's because men are not allowed to show their emotions. Exactly. I'm thinking the same thing. Or society says that they should not. Helter says agreed on the underreporting. That's where I think this is flawed. It doesn't make any sense. 7% in more women than men. I'm saying nobody's being honest with it. First and foremost, that's the important thing. And we always talk about that is authenticity. You got to be honest about things. Clinical depression diagnosis is different. There are different types, yes. There is all different. Clinical has its own parameters, right? But the feeling of depression is self-defined. You can't fit into anything. You're the only one who knows. With depression um, comes feelings of hopelessness. This is what you had touched on, Joe, and I think it's great where you were exactly on on par here. Um, Depression and hopelessness go hand in hand. Depression can just be that lack of interest, the lack of energy, the lack of um, interaction, lack of whatever, just 
kind of, it's all kind of turning down, right? Languishing, we're at like a 50-50, eh, I'd say, you know. But then we start to hit this depression and we can go all the way south where it's at this hopelessness, this state of hopelessness. And that's the feeling of despair. It's despair or loss of faith or belief in oneself or the future or the universe. It's complete lack of faith, no belief does not believe in, in, in myself, in, in what is around me, and the people who love me. Just It's hopeless. There's nothing that can get me out of this. There's nothing that can make this better. It can be a symptom of depression or other mental health concerns, okay? Um, and it can make it difficult to find the meaning of life, let alone joy or happiness. It's just stuck. If you're in this place, if you're in this position of helplessness and you really feel like nothing is ever going to change please reach out. You are not alone. Everyone has also experienced a state of helplessness in their life as well. And that's okay. Reach out. If you need and you feel that truly there is no one at your back, reach out. There are people there who care. Um, you can reach out to Red Team on stream. You can reach out to me. Um, reach out through the website. Tell your friends. Whatever you need to do, but reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, because it is never hopeless. And I just want to encourage you on that. It is never hopeless, but yes, we can feel that way, and you are allowed to feel that way as well, okay? I don't know your situation. So how do you know when it's time to move forward? We talked about this. I don't know if you guys remember this conversation. This was really funny. Looking at these notes were really fun. I just can't, I can't say that enough. <laughs> how do you know when it's time to move forward? You guys said your gut instinct, your intuition. First and foremost, you just know it in your gut. You know, somebody says something and you're just like, oh, I really should or I really shouldn't. <laughs> One or the other, I really should or I really shouldn't. If you feel that way, you should respond to that. Your first gut reaction, the first thing in the back of your mind, the first thing that pops up when the lump comes in your throat, go with that always. Trust yourself. Even if you don't think you can, you've survived this many years on your own instinct, you're doing all right, okay? Trust your gut. <laughs> you should move on or move forward or make a change when it affects or impacts your wellness. Now, we defined wellness in a couple different states. It was mental health. It was physical health. It was emotional availability. So, we defined this in a couple different ways. So this is about your wellness. Once your wellness starts slipping, once you're losing sleep at night, once you're losing weight, once you are having migraines more often, once you are XYZ, it's time to make a change. Now, people blatantly have these things happen all the time and decide not to make a change. That is totally your inherent right. You are okay with that. It is all right for you to decide not to make a change. This episode is about people who do want to. Okay, the time to move forward is always now, says Tumble. I agree. Now is there's no better time than the present. However, sometimes we're not always ready right now, which is fair, too, which is why we get stuck with what society says we should be. It's no wonder people suffer with feelings of inadequacy. I cannot agree more. There's very, very, very high expectations that we have placed on ourselves and each other. What about financial wellness? Absolutely. If it's impacting your resources, that was another one on here. If it's sucking your resources, your time, your money, your whatever it is, if you're putting in more, then you're getting out. 
um, when you feel like it's stale or stagnant, like we're not making any progress, we're not going anywhere, this isn't fun, it's probably time to make a change, right? You should probably insert some type of, shake it up a little bit. Um, when your soundboard says it's time. Now, I don't know who your soundboard is. If you don't have a soundboard, you should really work on that. Now, these could be friends that you game with online. They could be friends that you've made at work. They can be people that you've grown up with. It could be your mother. It could be your sister or your brother or your cousin or whomever that you talk to. Whoever the person is on this planet that knows you super well. They know you better sometimes than you know yourself. So when you forget who you are, they're the person who reminds you. Whatever your soundboard says, if they're saying, yo, sis, move on. That's the time to introduce change. (laughs) If your homies are like, oh my God, I've told you, this is not good, man. I really think you should, then that's the time. Your soundboard, ask them, bounce it off of them. If you're not willing to ask them, then you probably already know your answer. Go with that gut instinct, okay? (laughs) We can choose to stick our heads in the sand at any time. I want to give everyone that right. So anytime you want to, you can stick your head in the sand like an ostrich. Anytime you have that right. It's okay. It's okay with me. Um, Sometimes it's time to walk away when you invest more than you get in return, like we said, with money or time. Uh, Sometimes you need to look at the situation from the outside in instead of the inside out, meaning be practical, not emotional. Examples for this was guilt, shame, or feelings of obligation. I'll read it again. Sometimes you need to look at the situation from the outside in instead of the inside out. Be practical and not emotional. The feelings of guilt, shame, or obligation, ignoring those. Those are emotional. Ignoring it and saying, what, do, what works on paper? What's practical here? Right? What's practical? It takes a deep look inside to find inner peace. And if you want it, you have to be willing to go to war with yourself first. That was a quote that one of you guys gave. I did not write who, but I think that is a fantastic quote because it's true. If you want to find inner peace, you got to be willing to take a long, hard look at yourself and what's causing you disruptance, disturbance of the peace. What is making me unwell? What is bringing me anxiety? What is destroying my peace? You have to be able to look at that. And that's going to be uncomfortable because it shows us all the things we're allowing Shows us all the things that are probably not good for us. They're not in our best interest. You're going to have to battle yourself on that. It's not easy to find peace. And you can't ignore things or bury the past inside of you or behind you and know that you're going to find a happy ending. It's not going to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're not changing it, you can have that dream until the day you die. But it's not going to change your reality until you make some changes. Making changes, like changing your routine, just your basic routine, can have several mental health benefits. Okay? Including increased creativity and productivity. Keeping you on your toes a little bit. Can reduce your stress and anxiety. Because it's keeping you present in the moment. You're not able to think ahead or behind. You're here in the moment because you're changing it up a little. It can improve your overall well-being by introducing new experiences and activities to your routine. You stimulate your brain. 
When you stimulate your brain, you create new neural pathways. We love science. This enhances your cognitive function. This means that's your ability to plan, to understand, to interact with people. So by shaking it up a little bit and not being automated, you're actually making your brain stronger. You're not even having to do much work to do it. It can help you break free from a negative thought process. If you're stuck in what was me or really stuck in just a time of like, what the heck is going on? It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> I'm here for the ride. Um, it can help you break free from the negativity of that. And it can create a sense of novelty, a little bit of excitement, something new, uh, just by, hmm, I'm going to try this new thing or I'm going to do this new place or I'm going to, whatever it might be. Just shaking it up, giving you something to look forward to. It can help you develop new skills, meet new people, which we love. It can help broaden your overall horizons, open your mind. All very good things, guys. All of this can lead to an increased self-confidence, self-awareness, a greater sense of purpose, knowing yourself better, and cultivating your own peace. Making cha- Just making changes. So if you know if something is really like bleh and it's really bothering you and you don't want to make the huge change of completely Xing it out, then don't X the whole thing out. If you're undecided, let me just tell you, in this world, despite what society lets you know, it is not all or nothing. It is not. You can have things on a case-by-case basis. You can be... 30%, 50%, 70%, as as much involved as you want to be. So if it's not working for you and it doesn't feel right, then back up a little bit. Turn Turn down your percentage, right? Adjust the way that you're looking at it. Just by doing that is making one simple change. It's not going to remove the entire problem, but it's going to change what's your perspective on it. It's going to give you something new. It might open a new opportunity for you. The most difficult part about making changes is getting started, is what we agreed. It can be hard to break out of our routines and to try something new. But once we take the first step, we said it gets a lot easier. So it's all in the power of the first step, you guys said. When we're afraid of change, we need to realize courage only happens when we're afraid. I love that. You can't be courageous if you're never tested, right? And if you're being tested, it doesn't mean that everything's wrong. I think that's a really valid point, Earth, because that's how I kind of feel like right now. I'm in this position where everything is just like going like awry. You know, like everything is just going not the way according to plan. Everything that I thought I was counting on is completely dissolved. Nothing. Like nothing is what I expected. And it's like this, I feel like the universe is leaning down and whispering, hey, smoke, practice what you preach. And I could meet this in two, one of two ways. I could either get huffy, upset, negative, more anxious, have more stress, freak out about this, which there's moments, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. Or I can choose, like Earth said, to be an observer, sit here and watch, <laughs> watch what's going on, try to maintain no opinion on it, and let it just happen, respond to it the way that I preach, the way that I say we should, living in the moment. So I'm trying to respond that way. Sometimes life is just a test. We have to have the opportunity to level up. We have to have the opportunity to show that we're brave, to show that we've learned. You got to rise to the challenge sometimes. 
So some ideas to encourage new things into your old routine might include trying a new hobby, exploring a new part of town, whether you've lived there forever or not, like look it up, do Pokemon Go, do something that gets you out and about and walks around. You don't look stupid. Nobody's going to like whatever, like do what you can. If it's not a safe place that you're in, then find a safe place and get yourself outside in the community or just in town. Explore something. The weather's nice now in most parts of the world. So enjoy that. Get out and about. Um, attending a community or public event could be a street fair, a farmer's market. It could be an art gallery, exhibit, gathering, a coffee house, um, poetry slam, just, I don't know, a community car wash, something at your local church or YMCA, just finding one public or community event. Now you could be saying, smoke, this, this is something I would never do. I would never do any of these things that you're recommending. Like, this is just not me. Exactly. If that's what you're saying, I'm talking specifically to you. You're the one who needs to change, not me. (laughs) I'm changing all the time. No, I'm taking my own medicine here as well. (laughs) But this is about you. If you're feeling like this is completely not you and out of your comfort zone, then that's what it should be because these are basic, basic human interaction and connection skills. These are habits that healthy, plugged-in humans have. They're not major changes that you need to make all in one day, but there's something you can make a choice towards if you're so inclined, okay? You can try just a new restaurant. If you don't want to meet people, <laughs> if you don't want to do a community event or go to the pancake breakfast at the firehouse, fine, fine. Try a new restaurant. Sometimes that can be really like, that's like, I don't know. I don't know what they have. Will I like it? Can I even eat what they have? Like, Try it. See. Maybe you'll find something new that you like, and it'll open your eyes to something else. Maybe you'll make a new friend. Just try a new restaurant. Shake it up. Um, Small changes in your life can make a huge difference, even just taking a different route to work. If you have the ability to do that, switch it up a little bit. Like, that can make a huge difference in your day. Just because you went a different way, you might see something different. You might come across something you didn't know. So just mixing it up in a little bit, you know, try a new salon, a new barbershop, a new wherever you're going to go. Get ice cream in a different spot. You get it. Minor changes. These tiny little things are like drops in a pond that create ripples in your life and in the universe. Send the ripples out, but it's got to start with one change. One basic change. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That originated from a Chinese proverb. You've probably heard it before. And it is so true. King Wayne brought this up when we were talking about this this week. And it's true. It's just that first step. So I asked for your guys' advice on what is the best way to make a change or get motivated for change. I also interviewed my parents who were present during our questioning. So we got Mama and Papa Smoke who weighed in on the issue also, which is kind of exciting. Um, So we'll lead off with Papa. My dad said, one step at a time. It's a process. That was his advice. And I think that is very well said because it is a process. If you want to change, it's not going to be a huge thing. You're not going to be a new person immediately. It's going to be one little thing, one tiny thing. Drinking a healthier drink or having water or walking a little more or doing yoga or eating a salad or, you know, whatever, an apple a day. I don't know what your things are. 
Could be whatever you need. Introducing a change. Taking a risk is sometimes what's needed to break the cycle and find happiness. So riskiness. Sometimes it's not a risk to your life, but it feels like it. Those are the risks to walk towards. The ones that aren't going to really kill you, but make your heart go fast. Ooh, I'm scared to do this. This makes me so self-conscious. This makes me so nervous. X, Y, Z. Walk towards that. Take that risk. Ask for that number. Go to that new place. Try karaoke. Do a new hobby. You know, whatever it is, put yourself out there. Take the risk. See what happens. Talk to your friends. You need to talk to your friends. If you feel like you're in a place of blah, tell your friends about it. If you don't have friends, hi, we're here. Nice to meet you. We're your new friend group. (laughs) We take anybody and everybody, unless you're an asshole. So don't be an asshole. (laughs) Allow yourself space and the time you need. Don't give a deadline or limitations. Mama smoke. Give, your te- give yourself the time and space. I try to look at it now since I'm a parent at the way that I regard my children. Now, we're all a little less patient probably with our own children than others, but like I am super patient with my kids. I feel like shoosh, I'm way more patient with them than I am with myself. So I try to regard myself now with the same level of patience and space as I do them. Keyword, Try. Because I'm not really nice to myself either. So it's important to have that inner, that internal conversation and really checking that tone and giving yourself the time and space you need because we're all learning. We are all learning. Prayer, meditation, and practice was something we mentioned as well. So whatever your practice is, practice is really important. This is really key, I think. Um, a practice is a chosen routine. It's something that you've decided, right? So it's like every morning I wake up and I do X, Y, Z and I take 10 minutes to myself and I do stretches or every evening I journal for 10 minutes or I have a video blog to myself or I call my best friend and I recount the day. Or a book study or I do a devotional practice with my church group. Okay, this is a practice. It's something that you do every single week, every day, every month. Something that you look forward to, cling to, that's for yourself. It's put aside. It could be the gym. That could be part of your ritual, your practice. Okay, so your practice is really important. If it's prayer, if it's meditation, if it's sweating it out, having a practice will really keep you on track. It keeps you from going a little awry from your mind being too deterred because it gives you something to focus on when you're languishing. Coming up with that, right? It's not always going to happen immediately and it's all easier with help, Tumblehead said yesterday. Love that. Nothing's immediate. You always need help. That's what you get the homies for. There's people out there that you've helped. Let them help you back. You know, whatever it may be. There's people out there. Overall, change is not easy. Earthkeeper says it's finding discipline to love ourselves. Oof, love that. Great way to summarize this. 
When we live in a world where change itself is the only true constant, we have to surrender to transitions or else we can be overtaken by a tidal wave of overwhelm and discomfort. We got to get real with ourselves. If it's not good, if it's not refilling, if it's not helping you, it's time. It's time for change. You don't have to throw the whole, the whole thing out, but you're going to have to change something here. Although it's difficult, today we outlined a few ways to break out of your daily routine. Gave some examples of new ways, um, of ways to you know, incorporate simple things, to just shift it, to shake it up a little bit so we're not stuck in the same old, same old, right? Basically, we broke it down into four steps. One, admit what you need to change. Not denying it, not saying, oh, it's nothing, not burying it, admitting what it is. Here's the situation. This is the thorn under my skin. This is the issue that I now need to deal with because it's hurting or it sucks or it's sucking the life out of me. Number two is recognize you are worthy of better. Know that you're worth more. Then you need to analyze and plan. Step number three, come up with a plan. What are we going to do next? Or what are we going to change? Are we going to just go somewhere new, talk to someone new, or are we going to make a big change? Is it going to be risky? Is it going to require courage? Come up with your plan. And then number four, it's the power of practice. Once you decide to make a change and you like what this change is or you want to incorporate it more, turn it into your practice daily, weekly, monthly, and practice that. Continue, continue, continue until it becomes your new routine. Just one thing at a time. Not changing your entire life, but watching your life change over each little, tiny, new decision and change that you introduce. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, guys, and thank you for your input from the chat and the live streams this week as we led up to this and the past year. This is episode 32, so thank you guys so much for all that you do. Until next time. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and joining us for the Smoke Show podcast. Super grateful for another episode and for each one of you, not only the current listeners, but the people who come in on stream, who bring their ideas, their stories, their insight, the people who check in and encourage each other between episodes, and for my moderator team, who keeps us a safe space when we're recording and keeps the show running long after the cameras are off. It's my hope that you guys can take a little something from this, reach out, interact, and build better connections with yourselves and each other. You guys are the realist and the reason that I'm doing this. And I assure you that I am learning far more from you than you are from me. So your knowledge and your presence is invaluable. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you have hit the favorites. Save us so that you can come back and revisit or come and see and check out future episodes. If you'd like to join us live on stream, join us on YouTube or on my other streaming platforms each week. You can find the details at smokylive.com. S-M-O-K-E-Y-L-I-V-E.com. Find me there and you can ask me direct questions. You can find our Instagram 
updates on the latest contests, the news, and upcoming episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next week. 